Today, we're going to rank transfers based on the instant impact they're going to have at Texas A&M. Number one is Nick Scorton without a thought. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefani. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to rank the transfers coming into Texas A&M based on the immediate impact we plan them we plan for them to have got 10 names here got some honorable mentions and we'll do this experiment again you know down the road cuz i anticipate a few more transfers come in at some point so we'll we'll do this again and see if it changes but at this moment the easy no second thought no-brainer, number one answer for me is Nick Scorton. I've talked about Nick Scorton. Um, obviously, when he committed, talked about him a little bit since. The more I watch film on Nick Scorton, the more I am fully convinced that he is going to take the SEC by storm. You know, as athletes, as football players, a lot of these guys can be, you know, one-dimensional. A lot of players... Uh, whether it's in sometimes you can be one dimensional for being one dimensional. Like I'll give you an example, like a guy who's just a pass rusher, but the only pass rush move he has is the spin move, right? There's players like that, that, well, we, I don't help much in the run. I'm just a pure pass rusher and I only have one pass rush move, but I'm pretty good at that pass rush move. If you're one dimensional player, opposing teams will game plan for you and know how to stop you. Nick Scorton is the most, you know, he's not 3D. He's like 7D. Like, he, he can do everything. He is an elite pass rusher. Elite pass rusher. And he can do it all when it comes to different moves. And I love to see that. You hate seeing highlight tape on a pass rusher. And it's like, okay, cool. I saw six sacks, but five of them you use push-pull. Five of them... Uh, it was a twist or, or, or a, um, used a spin move or, you know, or it was a stunt. Like I like seeing Nick scored in a lot of his sacks that I saw. He was able now, obviously this is the case when you're out on the edge, but he was able to beat the tackle one-on-one with a different pass rush move. That is what I love to see from him. But what makes him not, you know, one dimensional is the fact that I think he's a great run stopper. You know I mean? He had, uh, 50 total tackles last year to go with the 10 sacks and the forced fumble. I mean, he, he, he the numbers were insane. The PFF grade was insane. But, yeah, he's not afraid to get in there and help uh, help stop the run, which, you know, when you're an edge rusher, you got to contain the edge. Obviously, your, your, your job, your number one job is to get after the quarterback, but sometimes they run the ball. And when they run the ball, you got to be able to stop the run. And Nick Scorton can do that. So that is why he is number one 
on my instant impact transfer list. He's going to start immediately. He, I think he's going to be an all SEC player. I think he's going, I think he could leave the SEC in sex. That's how good this guy is. So buy stock now in Nick Scorton because he's going to be a star. So I want to, and now that I got the you know, Nick Scorton, I want to explain a little bit how, how I'm, how I've done this. So there might be a name not on this list that you're like, that guy should be number three. You know, I think this is all relative. This to me is based on players, you know, that I think will have an instant impact players that I'm excited about that I think are going to be really good transfer wise for Texas A&M. So if there's a player that you think should be on here, or you think should be higher, you think should be lower, let me know. It's all, you know, this is all up to opinion. Um, so let me know if there's a player that I name and you're like, you know what? That guy's a little high. That guy's a little low. Why is that guy not on the list? Let me know those things. So number two I have here is the corner, Will the Blanket Lee from Kansas State. Six foot three, 185 pounds. You know, when I look at Will Lee, what gets me excited about him, I know he got burned some last year. You know, every time I talk about Will Lee, I've got people in the comments, well, he got burned a whole bunch last year. I think we forget that players can get better. I think we forget that, I mean, seriously, I think we forget that players can get better. As fans, we're so quick. Oh, he was bad last year. He'd be bad this year. And I don't think Willie was bad last year, but yes, he did get burned here and there. That did happen. I watched the tape. I found, you know, I felt he did get burned a little bit, but he did a lot well. You know, when you're a corner, I always, in my opinion, I think corner is the hardest position in the football field. You have to be able to stay with the receiver the whole length of the field. It's just, it feels like every, you have every disadvantage. So you're going to get beat some, you know, you're going to get beat a little bit. And I think Will Lee more times than not didn't get beat, but when he got beat, yeah, he got burned a little bit on some deep ones. But my point here is I think this guy, a little bit of coaching, a little bit of coaching from coach Elko from the new secondary coach. I think that he can be a really good player. I think he'll come in and start. Um, and yes, is there stuff to clean up? Of course there is. But I think Will the Blanket Lee is going to be a really good player for the Aggies next year. And I think he's going to take a step to becoming a better football player. And that's why he's going to be so good. But yeah, you're going to see him out on the field. That's why he's high up on this list. So number three I have is Marcus Ratcliffe, the safety from San Diego State. I I just really like this kid. 6'3", 210 pounds. This is one of those, this one and the next one I have. Three and four, they're both... Um, Secondary players, they might be a little bit high. These are the ones that if I'm going to get some people barking at me, it might be these two. But um, Ratcliffe, I just I love the way he plays the game. I love the way he's not afraid to hit. I love the way he's not afraid to help in the run game. I think you're going to be able to send him a little bit to get after the quarterback. He's a bigger guy um, when it comes to playing the safety position. Everything that comes with you know Marcus Ratcliffe, whether it's size, skill, I, I like all that. I loved watching the tape on him. I think he does some really good things. He is the example of a player who goes to a smaller school. I talk about the different types of transfers. Some transfers, you know, you are kind of the misfit toys that didn't really work out at their first school. Some are the, okay, I was at a smaller, and then you got the coaching change transfers. And then you've got the smaller school wanting to move up to a, a, a better school. And I think, that's what Radcliffe is. I think he's an SEC football player, and that's why he's making moves. So I'm I'm anxious to see what he does this year, but I think you're going to see him on the field. And the next guy I have is 
Donovan Saunders, the Cal Poly corner, uh, six foot, 185 pounds. And this to me is a little similar to the Marcus Ratcliffe. It, it's the same thing. Saunders is a player who, I mean, you know, was was nothing out of high school, and he works his behind off. He has a great career at Cal Poly, and now he's looking to move up in the college football world. And he, I think he's the SEC-ready football player who can come in and play corner for the Aggies right now. This guy is really, really good. And I do think you're going to see him out there. I think you could see him out there with Will Lee. Um, we know Bryce Anderson is going to be out there. Um, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Saunders out there a good, a good bit um, right now. I think he's that good of a player. And I think he does have a massive impact for this team this year. So if those two guys, you think I have them a little bit too high, let me know. Let me know if I have them a little too high. Number five I have is Derek Graham, the tackle from Troy, 6'4", 314 pounds. You know, I want to say something. I don't have any of the other offensive linemen on this list. And the reason being, it's plain and simple. It's I feel a lot, you know, Derek Graham's the tackle. The rest of these guys are interior. And I feel really good about where Texas A&M is interior offensive lineman-wise. So, you know, will those guys have a role? Maybe, maybe not. But I feel really good about um, Derek Graham and what he brings to this team. He, he's, he's mean. You know, he's mean. That's what you have to be to be an offensive lineman. He was a good player at Troy. I do think he's got the frame and the skill set and the technique to come in and be an SEC player. And uh, I think he's got the frame that you can move him inside or outside. I think he's got that vers- uh, versatility, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing a little bit of tackle. It'll be interesting to see, does he get on the field? Does he play a lot for Texas A&M next year? But I do think just because he's a tackle, and I love the technique, I love the film on him, I have him number five on my list, knowing how bad Texas A&M need tackle, needs tackles. Even if he doesn't play, okay, right? Let's say he doesn't play much this year. He's going to push Texas A&M's other tackles to be better because I think that, you know, competition always, you know, pressure makes diamonds. And that's what I think Derek Graham could do for some of these players if he doesn't start. We're going to talk about number six coming up. And it's a wide receiver who I think could, could sneak into the starting lineup. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life. But can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine the helpless feeling that comes with a loved one being sick and these supply chain issues are keeping them from the life-saving medications they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I cheated a little bit. I cheated a little bit, not gonna lie. Okay. I have both of the receivers written down here in Cyrus Allen and Jabri Barber. And I'll tell you why. You know, I was gonna pick one of them. I was sitting back and forth for like 10 minutes. I was like sitting here and I was like, which one? Which one of these guys? And I flat out said, I can't pick. I think both of these guys are really talented players. I've watched tons of tape on both of these guys. I think they both run routes well. I think they're both quick. I think they're they're not the same type of receiver, but they, they have a lot of similar attributes if you watch a lot of the tape on them. Uh, Barber had 75 catches for 999 yards and five touchdowns at Troy. Cyrus Allen had six, uh, 46 catches for 798 yards or 778 yards about handwriting. Well, one of the two uh, um, and four touchdowns last year at La Tech. Um, and like I said, wide receiver, will one of these guys sneak into the starting lineup? Gosh, it'd be tough. It would be really tough because we feel good about John A. Walker and Moose and Noah Thomas, but I just think these guys are both talented, and if they outplay one of those guys, maybe. I, I would say that the slimmest of chances, but a chance is a chance. And once again, I'm going to keep talking about it all the time. Competition, I love competition. Pressure makes diamonds. It makes players better. That is what I love about bringing in uh, Cyrus Allen and a barber to compete. You say, hey, Noah Thomas, it ain't. It ain't being handed to you, buddy. You gotta, you gotta play, you know. And we know you can. But my point is, it it, make, it makes these players. I like when when people have to look over their shoulder every five seconds because there's a player working there behind, off behind them. That's great. That makes you more motivated. That makes you work harder. We talked about that last season with Connor Wigman saying, you know, hey, he's gonna be um, because he's got Max Johnson right behind him. He's gonna be working harder and harder. And I think that's a real, you know, thing. So. I have these two guys sixth. It's a it's a bit of I know I cheated a little bit, but what I'm saying is I think that both of these guys play somewhat similar styles of football, somewhat similar num numbers, a little bit in the favor of Barber when it comes to catches and and uh, receptions. But still, you know, I mean, great numbers between both of them. And I just think you could see one of these guys come in and really compete. So I, I like them both, but that but I have them tied. I know I cheated. I know I cheated a little bit. I apologize. But number seven is Cassius Howell, the edge rusher from Bowling Green. I'm just telling you this right now. Between Scorton and Howell, that is 19 and a half sacks coming to Texas A&M. 19 and a half sacks. Okay? Texas A&M's number was insane last year, and that was half of it, basically. Think about that. I mean, you are... Texas State, now, I get it. You lose some players. You lose a Fidel Diggs. You lose a Walter Nolan. But you bring in a Nick Scorton and a Cash Sell. And I'll, make, I'll give you a bold take. I'll give you a bold take on a Tuesday morning, okay? Let me give you a really bold take. I want everybody to be ready for it. I want everybody to bookmark it and be ready to either tell me I'm a genius or I'm crazy in 10 months, okay? So here it is. All of the defensive, you know, linemen that Texas A&M and slash edge rushers that Texas A&M lost to the portal, I think Nick Scorton will make up for it and some. And I think there's a world where now I know um, I think I think there's a world where if you add Nick Scorton's sacks, 
it could be equal to or greater than all of those players. That's that's how highly I think of Nick Scorton. And I think Walter Nolan can go be great at Ole Miss. Um, and I think that Fidel Diggs can be great at Syracuse. You know, uh, best of luck to all of them, seriously. But I think that Nick Scorton is an upgrade. I really do. So I know we're talking about Cassius Howell, but I just had to uh, continue to rag on Nick Scorton because he's going to be so good. But Cassius Howell is a really good player, ladies and gentlemen, who can get after the passer. And, and um, will he start? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in a minute when we talk about somebody who's coming back for another year. Um, but I think I don't know if he starts, but I know this when he comes in, it's not a massive drop off that some players have from player A to player B, which is really exciting to see. Number eight, I have here. This might be one, this might be one where y'all go, huh? There's somebody better than this guy, okay? But it's Rodash Johnson, the defensive lineman from Wisconsin. And I'll tell you what I like about him. He, to me, is the perfect example of what the transfer portal is. And I'll explain what I mean by that. What I mean by that is he's not going to start. You know, he's not going to start. But he's going to come in. He's a guy who can play all over the defensive line. I've seen him listed at six foot three, 285 pounds. I've seen him listed at six foot two, 295 pounds. I don't know how you can shrink. Maybe you shrink. The point is, 6'2", 6'3", 290, 295, can play all over the defensive line, anywhere you want to put them. And that is what I love. Last season, he had a half sack and 18 tackles for Wisconsin. He can be the guy that eats up blocks in the middle. He can be a guy who can do everything for you on the defensive line. And and that is so valuable, so valuable. He's the type of guy, he's not going to have nine sacks and 59 tackles. That's not what he's going to do. He's going to eat up blocks and stop the run when he can um, You know, and have good gap responsibility that is what Rhoda Johnson is, is going to do as a player. And I think that is so valuable in the transfer portal. So is he going to have 12 sacks like Nick Scorton might next year? No. Or be a lockdown corner like Will Lee and uh, Donovan Saunders are going to be next year? No, he's not. But I think he's a player who could come in and help this football team a ton immediately just based on the fact that he can play a lot of positions and a lot of positions well. You know, um, he's the he's the jack of all trades, master of none kind of player. You know, each position he can play on the defensive line, there's someone better than him at that position, but he's valuable because he can do it all. That's kind of my point here. So I like him a lot, and I think he's gonna be a player that's gonna have a have a more significant role than many imagine. I cheated again. I cheated again. I put two players. I really like Alex Howard, the transfer linebacker from. Youngstown State. I really like Alex Howard. But I also put Scooby Williams at nine, the linebacker from Florida, just because the the Power Five experience, the Power Five experience is there. I have a feeling about Alex Alex Howard. I think he could be a star in the making. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna say Alex Howard is my number nine. But I have Scooby Williams here. Because I think that the Power 5 experience always helps. It always helps. You're going to see one of these guys play some snaps. Both of them will play some snaps, but I think you're going to see one of these guys really fight for a role over there with York. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Howard had a chance to win it. But Scooby Williams is a good football player who does have the Power 5 experience. So that's kind of a real interesting conversation there. 
The last person I have at number 10, kind of for the same reason I have Scooby Williams there, is Jaden Hill, the corner from Florida, six foot, 195 pounds. I don't like him personally as much as Saunders and uh, Will Lee. You know, I, I I don't, but he's a power five corner with a new coaching staff that we, we've discussed. I think this staff can develop talent. With this staff being able to develop talent, if they develop these players, if they, if they develop a Jaden Hill and he's got that power five experience, he knows what it's like to guard an SEC receiver. I could see him being a star. So, you know, I have him there. I, I think that's an, a debate. Um, and then the players I have here, I have three honorable mentions, and that would be EJ Smith, the running back, Ricky Wright, um, the kind of do-it-all guy from Vandy, and then the tight end we talked about yesterday, Ben Watson. I, the reason I don't have a tight end on here, even though I've time and time again discussed how important I think tight ends are going to be in this offense, is because I think that Donovan Green, I know it might take him a little bit to work back from the injury, but I think he's going to be the guy to where Ben Watson and the Purdue tight end aren't as valuable as we think. That's kind of my reasoning for not having a tight end on this list. But um, here's the deal. Y'all aren't going to fully agree with me on this list. Let me know y'all's thoughts. Is there somebody I have too high, somebody I have too low? Um, somebody that I have an honor mention that should be higher, someone I don't have at all, let me know in the comments. And if there's somebody maybe I just flat out missed and should be on this list, you know, let me know um, in the YouTube comments how we feel about this list. Everybody's going to have their opinion. I'm really, really curious to hear y'all. So please share them with me. I want to hear what everybody has to say. The Aggies are getting an absolute star back, a guy who we thought might go to the NFL draft, but he's coming back, and we'll talk about who that is coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But I got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. I absolutely love the FanDuel app. I talk, talk about it time and time again. It's so easy to use. It's so fun to use. FanDuel is where I go to bet on all of my sports to wager on all my different sports. And listen, the NFL's regular season's wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Shamar Turner is back, ladies and gentlemen. It really felt like, I talk about this all the time, some of the most significant additions in the portal, some of the most significant additions to a roster are getting your guys back. It's like how I talked about, Hey, getting Chase Basantis back is like getting a five-star tackle out of the portal. That's what getting Shamar Turner back is. He could have gone to the NFL, but he decides to run it back. I, I think that he with Scorton and some of these other and and I mean and Shamar Stewart and I mean I just am really scared for opposing teams for what this defensive line can do. And then we even talk about like then you got a Cassius Howell coming off the bench. I mean you still got. Uh, a, a, a Hicks. I mean, think about this defensive line. You lost a lot. And heading into last season, 
we discussed how, you know, the Texas A&M defensive line is one of the best units, I think, in all college football. You lost a lot. You lost Walter Nolan. You lost a lot of players. And I still think that you might have one of, if not the best defensive lines in the SEC. That's how well they've recruited this position. That's how well they've done in the portal at this position. Texas A&M defensive line is in a really good spot. Um, and then you got some good guys coming in. You got a, a Dalen Evans coming. I mean, look who you got coming. I mean, you got some legitimate dudes coming in too. So it's like this defensive line is in such a good spot for next season. You're bringing back 33 tackles, six sacks, and two forced fumbles. Um, I mean, like I said, I can't reiterate it enough how sometimes the most significant additions to your roster are the are keeping the players that were already there. That is what getting an all SEC second team player and Shamar Turner back on your roster does for you. I, I just think that I, I'm so I was I was sold on this defense, and we knew that Shamar Turner was kind of gonna be that last piece. Will he come back? If he comes back, we're gonna be dominant, we're gonna be scary. And I think that, you know, Shamar Turner was that last piece you needed to come back. And he does come back. And now this defensive line is in an incredible, an incredibly good position heading into next season. I really wouldn't want to be an opposing quarterback or an opposing offensive line going against this defensive line. I just think these guys are going to be dominant. This unit is going to be so good. It's going to be so hard. You know, I think the secondary is going to be a lot better. I really do. I think the secondary, I mean, the players I talked about here in the portal, I think the secondary is going to be a lot better. But I think that it's not going to matter because the quarterback's not going to have any time to throw because of how good this defensive line is. And I think they're going to be a great stop in the run as well. So Shamar Turner coming back is, I think, when it comes to retaining your roster, I think it's 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 the get back that I'm most excited about. I think that Shamar Turner is going to have a monster season with Nick Scorton and some of these other talented players across the defensive line. This unit is going to be one of the best in all of college football, and I can't wait to see these guys on the field next year. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. This was a fun topic. I was excited about this one. Um, let me know thoughts on that list, any changes, any additions, subtractions from that list. I'm really, really curious to hear y'all's thoughts. I want this to be an open discussion back and forth in the comments. So let me know. I hope everybody has an outstanding rest of your Tuesday and we will see you tomorrow.